Hey there, and welcome to my podcast. It means the world to me that you've chosen to click this link or find this page or tune into this voice today. I don't take it lightly. Um, I know that your time is so valuable, and uh, yeah, I kind of want to talk about some really, really important things, some deep things that uh, I have personally felt in such a, a real way. And I want to talk about time. I want to talk about uh, losing people that you love and just the reality that comes with hardships in life. And, you know, I think that this, as discouraging as that sounds, I believe that we're going to find uh, hopefully a sense of actual encouragement and joy and peace as we talk about these things and bring them to the surface and then grow from them and find hope in the midst of them. And I think we're going to get stronger through that. And I kind of feel that that is the process God is always taking me through is going through a season, not understanding it, not agreeing with it, wondering, worrying, in fear, and then choosing to trust in him, choosing to make dedicated moments to commit my thoughts to him, my future to him in the midst of all the uncertainty. And then through that, I've gotten stronger so that when something else comes along, I resort to this muscle in my brain and in my heart that is oh yeah, this is what you do when things go wrong. Like when you're in school, you have a disaster plan. You you go to the corner, and I was from the Midwest, so we, we had tornadoes. So you go to the corner of the hallways, and then you put your hands over your head. And, and there's always this plan, and you knew what to do, and you did drills even leading up to it so that you wouldn't be taken by surprise. You know, surprise is interesting to me. There's so many things about this world that I believe we are so shocked by, and really we shouldn't be. Um, For instance, we are shocked by how people are so mean and rude and could care less about us, and we're shocked by that. We're shocked by uh, disasters, and, 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 you know, that's a lot more sensitive, and it is. It's, it's appalling, and, it, it, and I do believe it's not God's will at all for those things to exist. Yet, we have to always remember the context. Context is so huge in everything. We live in a fallen world. That is our context. Everything must you must realize that and so you shouldn't be surprised when people are upset at you venting things towards you acting a certain way or quite frankly maybe it's not towards you maybe you're just witnessing their life falling apart and there's not much you can do about it Obviously, there's some steps and some things that and some you can pray for them, you can go to them, you can do all that you can do, but I, I know those things work, but there's a lot of cases when it's just broken and falling apart. 
And we have to always remember the context. That's right, we, we're in a fallen, broken world. And why is that? Well, I just give you this reminder. I feel that I've, I have to constantly go back to, well, how did things start? Well, they started perfect in a garden with God's creation where he spoke and things were brought into existence and they were perfect. And yet he, through his love, he's, he, he's a divine loving God and desired that there would be this free will that uh, the, the prize of his creation would choose to love him and worship him and the only way there's choice is when there is another option yet in that choice mankind chose to to endeavor into a life of sin and so that brings forth a lot of curse and and there's going to be a day when that all gets erased but until then we are living within the pages of the context of a broken and fallen world. And that's what we, we, not to be depressed about that, but just to be aware. If you're aware of it, you're not just going to be going around completely stunned when these things hit you in your life. I've seen some quotes lately of, you know, the only way to know a good captain, and maybe I've, I've shared this with you, I've just been really chewing on it. The only way to know a good captain is if he's been through storms. And I think that even though this is doesn't make sense, and it's like, why if God is sovereign, and why is all this happening? I do believe that even in the midst of it, although it wasn't his perfect will, his perfect will was that things would be in harmony and unity with him. I do believe that now we are living within an age that is so miraculous where we get to see him work things that were meant for evil, disaster, fallen, brokenness. Those things are horrible, but yet he can slowly orchestrate and weave like a tapestry his will, and he can turn things to good. And that's what makes him God, is he can turn what doesn't look good, what doesn't feel right, what what was completely against you. He can flip that narrative through his divine power. And so what I want to talk to you today about is I want to talk about this idea of earth versus eternity. I know that if you know where you're at and you are aware of the vision that is before you, where you're headed and, and, and why you are here and who you are here for and what you're supposed to do with your life while you're here on earth, because that's where you are right now. Then you will bring into alignment so many things that you had questions about. Because I'm telling you, I think you have questions about that because you were not meant for this earth. Your body was designed for it. Don't get me wrong. Everything we see and touch and our our view of reality is all shaped within like how we've been 
brought up, but there's something else at work. Your spirit, every human being has this soul that was built for eternity. And part of that fall at the beginning of mankind led to a clock that is ticking. And now we are bound by this thing called time. And time, oh my, is a funny, funny thing. There's so many preconceived ideas of what we're supposed to do with our time. You only live once, they say. When you're young, they say enjoy it because, man, once you start getting older, once you start having kids, once you do this and that, and then you get to that age and you're expected to be a certain way and fit inside, and it's slowly shrinking your idea of what you even think is possible or your reality of what the purpose of your life is about. As much as I love some of those things of just growing up and responsibilities and things, but that is not it. To buy a home with a white picket fence and to camp out and wait, that's not it. It's good. It can be in the right light, in the right perspective and context. But man, if it's a, a cage for your soul, and you've given up before you ever even started. Jesus would always talk about the kingdom of heaven is like, and everything he did in his entire ministry was speaking of eternity, of heaven, to do the will of his Father. And it's all this eternal, eternal perspective of what is valuable, what has weight, what has substance. He talked about this so much so, his disciples said, are you hungry, man? I don't know if they called him man, but it just felt good. <laughs> are you hungry? And he said, you know, I'm good. My food is to do the will of my Father in heaven. And he had this drive to him that he knew why he was here. He knew the assignment. Holler at the young people. You get that joke. He knew the assignment. He knew what he was here for. And that changes everything. And no matter what you face, if you know why you're there, you can do it. And here's the best thing about being on earth. It is temporary. So, if it's tough, I'm sorry, but it's temporary. If it's amazing, ah, oh, congrats, but there's something better coming. There's something bigger. There's something more substantial, more fulfilling. And I think that what we're missing is this, all of us are longing for. I mean, you too used to sing, sing I still haven't found what I'm looking for. We each have this urge and I think I know what it's for it's because nothing here gives us that substance that that weight of man this is why I exist and the only thing that can give you that 
is when you know when your soul was created for. It said we were created by him, for him, and for his good pleasure. God invented relationship, love, unity, and fellowship. And this idea of a marriage, it's all from him. Two becoming one, it's completely from him. For pleasure, for his good pleasure. Man, I just can't help but think about this. And once you start thinking about this and you start, man, well, how do I make steps towards it? Is it to just be obsessed and then forget about everything in, the, in this life? And I went bowling last night and it's just like, is that stupid? Is like, is that where I should be spending my time? And, and I think that it's actually the opposite. Everything in your life starts to come into alignment, into full color, and, and it's in its place when your heart and your mind are now aware of, I've been given a certain amount of time. I don't know how much. Only God knows the day or the hour that my time will come. And just think, if he told you that, you would change everything about your life if he said, okay, it's going to be on this day. And there's a reason why he doesn't do that. He's given us the opportunity to walk by faith, not by sight. And we get to live freely. The ability to choose. And this, I, I, this concept of our free will mixed with his divine, uh, omnipresent, um, man, I'm forgetting the word. It's been a while since I've been in school. <laughs> his, his preemptive nature of being all-knowing and all in control both of those collide and they come into alignment when you think of his love and how he cares for us and wants us to love him and i, I recently am dealing with a lot of family hardships losing someone sicknesses and it, and it, it makes you just think and think and think about time and what you didn't do and what you could do and what was and isn't any longer. And it's you, I just, the only words I have to say is you're so sentimental about it, just about the past. And it's like you can't grab onto it. It's like even these moments that you know would eventually come. In leading up to it, you still, it just feels like you're grabbing for the, that time to be frozen, but yet it goes on and it goes on. And yet that, that can begin to form a panic and a, a sense of fear. And I have, I have so realized my sense of fear lately, and I've been aware of it. We talked about it in the last podcast. If you have time, please look at it. It's just this idea of fear of control and what you can't control and what you can control. And it can be overwhelming and really it can be crippling. That's usually the end result of fear. It keeps you put. You don't know what to do. Yet, 
I find something that pulls me out of this state and I want to give it to you. I know that we were created for something bigger than this. And I know what it is. We were made to give God glory. And the only thing that will ever satisfy your longing and your grabbing for time and space and everything that exists, it is when you just simply say, God, you are good. You are bigger. You are stronger. Before anything, before I even spoke a word, you knew me. And you loved me, and you formed me, and you knitted me, and you, you brought the unity of my parents, and you, you brought me into this world by a miracle. And, and man, you start giving him praise. And I, I can literally tell you that there is nothing that will get you out of a state of fear, anxiety, depression, worry, downright just so stinking sad about your search circumstance, nothing will get you out of that like praise will. Praise will literally transport you from earth to heaven. And I can't always explain it, but I know that when I turn it on, the room changes, the mood changes, my heart changes. It starts to become an alignment with the will of God and and my faith is stirred as I hear the words of God and, and his people using melody and rhythm to align myself into this this work that is bigger than anything that we could accomplish on our own and I recognize that it's a faith versus fear thing and I always hear people talk about that and I really just, if you're in a situation where you need something to, to change the, the situation, I, I'm telling you that thing is faith because God responds to that. And what happens is your mind, your thoughts, they change. Your desires, they change. Oh, it sometimes is a journey, but as faith starts to take over where fear once was, you start becoming a different person and you start talking different, you start acting different, desiring different things. And just like Jesus, people might be like, I don't know how you do it, man. I don't know everything going on. And you just lean on the substance that is higher than anything that this world has to offer. And that is what our Heavenly Father is trying to do for us. And that's why Jesus said, Our Father in Heaven, hallowed be your name. He is just praising God's name instantly and speaking of where He's at. You get your context of, of where He is and what His plans is and how He's over it all and how we are here. And, and it, it, you just... Pray that out in heaven. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom. You're speaking of, of heaven. Come and your will be done. Don't you see the two agendas? What was once... Because you can't help but be a, a, a result of your surroundings. 
it, it's it's just logic. You're you're on earth. You're gonna think earthly things. That's why I love the verse that says, "Set not your mind on the things of earth, but set your mind on the things above, the things in eternal in the heavens." Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. <laughs> Y'all, I, I, I got to tell you something. I just sat down. I didn't even think through what I was going to talk about. But I'm just freaking out because how perfect that is with just some of the things that have been going on. On earth as it is in heaven. I'm longing for those things where every tear will be wiped away and everything will be made right. And, and you're just praying that God and his sovereignty and his, his power and authority, he's seated on high above all, just praying that God, you, you and your rule would have rule over my life and what I have control of in this time and invade that as your, your son invaded our atmosphere to walk as us and to bridge this gap between earth and heaven so that this, this distance wasn't too far, that it was just as simple as crying out in Jesus' name, amen. That, that's what we pray, which is basically to say, let it be so in your name. I'm praying for something to invade your life. And that something is that the spirit of Jesus would stir up your faith so that you wouldn't look at the things that you see and have known and been around your entire life, but you would have spiritual eyes to see and spiritual ears to hear the very words of God as he spoke things into existence in the very beginning in time and created mankind, may he speak to you with that same authority and create something where there once was a gap and a void. May he fulfill you with that substance that you've been looking for. What you've been longing for is closer than you think. Open up your ears. Open up your heart. Open up your mind so that you might See the things that he has for you. No eye has seen, no ear has heard the things that he has for those who love him and are called. He is calling. Heaven is calling. And he wants to step in. He wants to walk the very steps that you're facing he wants to go down the valley with you. Lord, be with each one listening to these words and come down and bring them up. Set their feet on a rock. God, show me that what I am facing is temporary. What I am up against is temporary, but who I'm up against it with is eternal in the heavens. He's a champion. He's a king. He's a ruler. God, that is you. That is who you are. And how I lose sight of that when my, my gaze is fixed on temporary things. May I constantly remember to set my mind on things above. 
that whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is just, whatever is pure, that I would think on these things because I'm so concerned with what are, what's going to last, what's going to be eternal. God, redeem our time. Forgive us. We've wasted. The enemy has, has stolen. God, I, I'm praying that we would take back what has been stolen, that you would be re the redeemer of our life and our time, and that for such a time as this, we have been placed in our specific, specific circumstance so that you can do what only you can do with only us in this specific season. God, there's no time like now we just ask that you would come, you would invade, and do what only you can do. And God, we will just watch it unfold. Thank you that we get to be a part of this massive story, this narrative of your, your kingdom coming and your will being done.